Welcome to BIV Today, the daily podcast from the newsroom of business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and editor-in-chief. A few months ago, my guest might have been here to talk about the global market for our forest products. He's one of the country's senior executives in lumber, and for that matter, one of the senior executives in building materials, and for that matter, one of the senior executives in nails and wire products, and for that matter, big in real estate. So we could be discussing a number of those things. But today, Amar Dolman who bought his first company at age 18, I might add, is in the public light very differently because he's bought the BC Lions of the Canadian Football League from the estate of the late David Braley. Uh, this is no small challenge, even for a successful business leader. And I hope today we can unfurl a few of his early plans. Good to see you. Great to see you and appreciate it, Kirk. <laughs> How long have you wanted to own a football team? You know, a long time. Uh, you know, I would say over, you know, when it started to get serious, probably 20 years ago. And of course, there's a lot of locked doors on these assets. They're very tough to get, very tough to come by, despite, you know, whether attendance is good, bad, it doesn't matter. These are trophy assets. They're very hard uh, to get. And I feel very fortunate to be the new owner of the BC Lions. And, uh, and hopefully our family will be for a number, number of years now to go ahead. Why do you want to do this? Yeah, a number of reasons. It starts with British Columbia and the community. And really, this isn't about a massive profit and loss type of a situation. This asset is for the people of British Columbia, this team. Uh, I want the cities to rally around. I want people coming in from the interior. I want youth football to get revitalized. I want kids wearing orange and black. So I've got a lot of time and a lot of energy to put into this and dollars where I think that's been lacking a little bit, Kirk, to be honest with you, where we've seen distant ownership. You know, if, if there was a team available to me, like the Alouettes were available to me, um, to own a team like that in Montreal, I don't have any connection to it. And I'm not going to have any passion to it. And I kind of feel that if there's a... Um, an owner that's distanced, it's got to be the same here in Vancouver. As much as Mr. Braley did a lot of things for the league and everything, and God bless him, he was a great man. Um, distance is distance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew him in Hamilton days and, uh, and I mean, he, he was right there, right on the sidelines all the time. I mean, it, that was his thing. And he, I, I guess at one point he owned three teams. It was, it was like, uh, it was, he was like half owner of the league pretty well. Um, can you make money as a CFL owner? Yeah, I think a couple of things there. Number one, we need to get the gate up for sure. That uh, that's something I'm going to work on over the years. No quick fix on that, Kirk. But I've got some ideas that we're going to you know implement maybe this season or, or it'll be next for sure. Crazy because next season is not far away either if we start on time, right? So um, it's it's interesting. We've got all these things coming at us to pre-order and get ready, and it's sort of like, geez, next season, but it isn't that far away. But really, to get the gate up is number one. I think some conversations with Pavco will happen, um, and to yeah. talk to them a little bit more about sharing some revenue because that's been a tough one for any owner of the BC Lions at BC Place. Now look at we've got the best stadium in the league in Canada. Uh, we have got, you know, retractable roof now. They put three quarters of a billion dollars into this. It is a beautiful stadium, so we can't point at the stadium or the location being an issue. I, I just want to get people past that. It's a beautiful place uh, to play football, um, and it's very modern the way things have been upgraded there. So I love the open roof and all those things. But if we can get to more of a revenue share, I think that's going to really help us, uh, you know, push more towards into profitability with the team. Yeah, I mean, you've been dealt in many ways a very difficult hand with the facility, right? I mean, it's, you know, because of the the, the rev share that's going on there. So, so you think the notion of a smaller multi-sport stadium in the city is dead, right? 
Well, it's tough to find a location for that in the city. Uh, I would say that if there was a location that would pencil out, yes, but the cost of real estate in Vancouver to throw a stadium in is uh, pretty difficult, I think, these days. And I'm not sure you'd find it nor have the parking room for it as well. Um, so if that strategy comes to light over time, I think it would be out in the valley. I don't think it would be around here. Yeah, I, I'm always intrigued by the world of sports owners who oversee many other enterprises because because of the enormous challenge just in managing your time. Have you sorted out how much time you're going to spend on this business? Well, you know, I'm a pretty much a 24-7 guy. I don't look at the clock. Uh, I start very early in the day and uh, being able to manage a lot of things, but certainly I'm not going to manage the X's and O's of the team or have any involvement in there at all. We've got a professional management team for that. Uh, we've got a great president, a great coach, and they don't need my help. And uh, I wouldn't be able to assist them very much anyways. I, I love being a fan. That's my job. And I want to be a big cheerleader of the Lions like I have been for a long time and in the background supporting them. And uh, so that, that, that'll be my job. I'll make sure I find the time um, and find the money to put into this team and the promotion of it and to, you know, youth programs, whether that comes in, at, you know, having our Lions go speak at more schools that also have rally days. I think that could be pretty exciting when the Lions are playing on a Thursday and a Friday. You know, the Lions might show up somewhere that morning at a school and we can drop things off for kids. And, and uh, so whether it's stickers, whether it's socks, there's just a lot of things that we can do to get people's mind back on football and start to rally around this great club we have. Yeah, I mean, in trying to uh, and thinking about uh, owning this franchise for a couple of decades and and even making, you know, an, uh, an offer earlier, I guess, to Mr. Braley, um, you've witnessed, though, uh, the sport undergo a um, fair number of changes. Uh, the league itself undergo uh, a fair amount of uh, almost restructuring economically and um, and and the market for it change quite considerably. Um, where do you start in uh, as an owner? And, you know, again, not, not getting into the X's and O's. There's no Amar Doman pass pattern that you're going to install in the Lions. But I mean, wh where do you start? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing I want to do is we get through the short season is do a lot of studying and a lot of listening. I want to listen to the fans. Uh, there's a lot of comments coming in. And frankly, I've been, you know, very much welcomed. I know the honeymoon can end pretty quick with things like this, but I certainly know that I'm going to, you know, it's, it's a don't tell me, show me story, but I'm going to start by listening and really understanding and making notes and collectively sitting with the BC Lions management team, the ticket group, the marketing group, the whole shebang, and then also sit with some long-term fans. I want to sit with season's ticket holders. I also want to sit with people that have thrown their tickets back. I want to know why. I want to know whether it's cost. I want to know whether it's the venue, whether it's the travel time, whether it's the BC Lions. What has made them not want to be uh, attending a game? Because I know that if you've been a Lions fan for a long time, you're still a Lions fan. You may not be showing up, but man, you still like the Lions. I don't think people don't like them, but we're missing a generation of new Lions fans as well. And I think that's where... Uh, you know, I've got three kids, they're 11, 9, and 7. Uh, I want to spread the word, meet with their, you know, junior football teams when they're playing flag football and, and things like that. And really start to understand from some of those coaches at that small level too, or junior level, you know, what can I do to help support football, get it more activated? Can I, you know, donate footballs? What can I do and get our Lions logo back out there? So I'm going to take a whole bunch of stuff, throw it in the cauldron, and start to sort through it, and then we'll make it a list of how to attack. And that's how I run businesses the same way. Mm. Business leaders will always tell me that there's a huge emotional connection to what they own. But a sports franchise, I, I think, 
must be on a different plane altogether. How do you, how do you as a leader of this now steer yourself through the emotions to make sure that you're not letting so many of them get in the way of some rational decision making in the early going? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. You know, first of all, it's overwhelming right at the start here. It, it, it uh, you know, it's only a weekend and uh, it's, it's overwhelming, uh, but it's been overwhelmingly positive, but also the challenges that come in, everybody's an expert, including me, right? We all, we all know how to fix everything when we're a spectator. When, yeah. when I walked out to the practice field in Surrey last week and, you know, got introduced as the owner, that's when the rubber hit the road for me. It was, it was emotional, um, to your point. And all of a sudden you're looking at all the team and the eyeballs there and, uh, I got to tell you, though, it made me really feel part of the team. Like, I felt like this was such a special, quote unquote, acquisition of something that is very, very different than mm -hmm. a lumber mill or a steel mill or building products distribution, all the different things we're in. But this is very unique, very different. Um, and it's it's got the whole province and, you know, the CFL, it's got, there's a lot of pride behind it. And I need to bring that pride back. And again, it's going to take listening, it's going to take learning, it's going to take time, and it's going to take investment. Yeah, I mean, a, a sports franchise is is so different in the sense of uh, its contribution to an identity. Uh, and so, do you have a an understanding or a, a kind of a, a a mission statement or something that is, that basically addresses, in your mind, what the contribution of the Lions is to the British Columbian identity? You know, I don't think I've got a, a mission statement yet, but, you know, some of the things that I've been thinking about and was thinking about before we, you know, go negotiated and finally um, got the transaction completed is that if the BC Lions can participate more in community, if we can get more kids thinking about football and team sports in general, putting children on the right path is very important to me. There's a lot of different choices out there. When children get into sports, generally they pick better paths and I think they have less time to drift. So those types of things. And I think if we, you know, it's, it's cliche, but if you've helped one kid or a hundred kids just go the right direction, I've done my job. It's not about, you know, trying to make millions of dollars with the team. Um, it takes millions of dollars to get there to be able to buy a team. And you're already at that point when you have one of these assets. So that's not, you know, my first priority. It's not profit. It's to help the community and really get this whole province of BC excited about a team that I think has been lacking in that department now for a while. And it's been a diminishing you know, asset. I've talked to a lot of fans already. I've had a lot of emails and, and uh, comments I re I've been reading and it's sort of been a ship out at sea. That's how it's felt here. Although David was a great owner and supported it financially very well. Uh, didn't miss a beat there or a check, uh, but it, it just feels like it was drifting out at sea. And, and the excitement, me just walking around BC Place last week, that was pretty cool. A lot of guys were just yelling. They're very excited you know, about just local ownership. They can see me. And I walked out onto the field early and, and did a short speech. They can now see me. I'll hope to be at almost every home game and most of the road games as well. So I'm going to be behind this team and again learning all, all the way, Kirk. Yeah, you got a you got a pretty big cheer. You got probably second or third best cheer of the night in that game. Um, uh, but listen, it, the league's three largest markets seem to have the league's three largest challenges. And uh, uh, how important is it as well for you, not just to um, generate a rebuild here, but figure out with the other owners, what is going on in Toronto? What is going on in, in even in Montreal right now uh, about uh, the league and, and its, its competitive issues? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's a little similar to BC, whereas Montreal, I think, is going to recover. They haven't had an opportunity to play under their new ownership until, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So I think, uh, you know, Mr. Stern there is going to do a good job. He's pretty pretty pumped up. We've had some conversations, and I think Montreal is going to be okay. It's, it's in rebuild mode. They just need a chance. Um, and, of course, COVID threw all of us a loop here. But when you get to Toronto, that's a more of an interesting, uh, you know, ownership group. You know, they own a lot of different sports, uh, you know, venues, if you will, and uh, platforms. So whether that gets detangled one day, I'm not sure. But I think maybe a football-focused ownership might help Toronto. Uh, there's a big fan base there, too. You know, how can they not get in 20,000 in a city of 6 million? That just boggles my mind. But I think there is that disconnect of relationship of fan to team. And that's something that I've got to galvanize here in BC. And I know I can do it. It's been done before. It's being done in the prairies, the midsection of the country. Uh, but for some reason, you know, again, out here, it's just been, feels like the BC Lions have been distanced a little bit from their fan base, as well as Toronto and Montreal. But I think Montreal is back on the right track. Yeah. Um, as a, a fan, I have to ask you the, the serious question. Um, can you bring back those gunmetal gray jerseys? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I've had all sorts of ideas about the logos already. Um, you know, we want to get through this season. We certainly can't uh, change mid-form and order all these things, but I've seen what is being looked at for next year and pre-me coming into the picture, and we're going to take a look at everything. And again, I, I want to spend this off-season, uh, sorry, this short season, uh, while we're in it listening because we have to order all these things way ahead of time you can't order these in may and have them show up in june they need four or five months lead for order time for uniforms and things like that so i want to get this down i, I definitely have uh, uh thrown your vote kirk into the uh the gunmetal gray pile for sure what about <laughs> helmets what do you think about helmets while i've got you here uh you know the helmets are a little busy uh they're they're a bit busy from a distance um and I'm I'm still struggling with the uh, with the orange logo uh, with the orange. Like, I've got a, we've got one of your masks here, you know, and yeah, it, it's a little, it's not quite. It doesn't feel sharp to me. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Anyway, we, there we are. Um, the other thing I want to ask about is is the relationship with television, and and again, I think TSN probably helped at one point, pretty well save the league. You know, I mean, it it, uh, it brought it back. But here you are now with stadiums that that have some uh, some attendance issues, and uh, we're back to that old argument. You know, should there be blackouts? Should there be blackouts of games? W where do you go on that one? You know, look. You know, if I want to be selfish, I'd say yes, so I get more ticket revenues for me. Uh, but to me, we've got to get the optionality up, not down. I think we should have more of these games, you know, being available to stream, et cetera, to get right. on handhelds. I mean, everybody's got these going today and, and the TV for our kids. I mean, my kids don't even know we have a TV. It's all their devices. Right. And that's the generation of eyeballs I'm trying to get to. So I think we're going to need more of the streaming. But then once in a while, you know, a family's going to say, hey, the cost opportunity is good. What's better than going to see a live football game? Uh, there's nothing better than that. So that becomes more of a treat. But I think we, you know, you don't black things out to get more interest. I don't think that works. Um, you know, unless the team has a different strategy of just trying to drive revenue 100. percent I mean, that's got to be part of the mix. But that's not where I'm coming from. I want more eyeballs on screens. I want it available to more. And I think eventually that just draws draws more fans into BC Place. Yeah. And and last point I guess on this one is. Um... And I, it's a little bit close to that um, time management question I asked you earlier. But um, how are you taking care of yourself with all this stuff? 
Yeah, I've got a pretty good regimen. I mean, I, I travel a fair amount, um, you know, even through COVID, we've got a lot of business both sides of the border. And, uh, you know, I do keep a good fitness regimen and I watch what I eat. Um, you know, you tend to just try and fall into a good rhythm and make sure that you are taking care of your health first uh, with all of these different, uh, you know, activities that come at you every day, headaches come at you every day. And, you know, sometimes you're up in the middle of the night, the brain turns on on, on things and you wonder why you do all this, but uh, you must like it, I guess, at the end of the day. But if you don't have a fitness regimen or, you know, try to eat healthy 60, 80% of the time, then you're going to run into trouble no matter whether you're running a business or not. And I think today we know enough about health and nutrition and sleep uh, that uh, none of us should have any, you know, questions about health, but, you know, try to do the best you can. And if you're getting on a third base on health, I think that's a good program to be on. You can't always hit a grand slam. Yeah, but but it's interesting. Here you are. You're you're a very you know you're a really fit guy, and your uh, and and your lifestyle is extremely busy. And what I what I wonder about is is that something that you can also translate into the team? Because because you know when you take a look at at some of the practices of football, they're not they're not super healthy. You know, like there's there's a little less of that than you might expect. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, Kirk. And I'm not sure, and I don't have the information yet because I haven't sat down with, uh, you know, all of the team's management yet, which I will be doing. But, you know, I'd certainly like to ask them if they would like me to, you know, invest in nutritionists and things like that that can help the club uh, and help everybody get, you know, more more aware of the nutrition side of things. I mean, obviously, they all work out and work out hard. Um, mm -hmm. That really is evidence. But, you know, when you come into what's going in to your system, uh, you know, a little knowledge can go a long way. And I'm very happy to help us get more uh, nutrition aware at the Lions level. And I think that's a great point you bring up, Kurt, because I, I demonstrate that myself. Yeah. Uh, last question. Um, they're going to make the playoffs? We are going to make the playoffs. And uh, I think we're going to have a, a great playoff run here. So I'm, uh, I think, look, we've got a fantastic quarterback. Our defense is strong. I know we, we struggled a bit on Thursday night, but um Coach, I mean, the coach is fantastic. Rick's a great president. Look, the pieces are all here for us to get into postseason play. Uh, I think we're going to do, uh, do some damage in Ottawa. I hope they're 3-0, but uh, I'm hoping that we can come in there and do some damage uh, to them. And then we've got a bye week, and then we've got Saskatchewan. But I think we're going to get into uh, some postseason play, and I'd be, uh, be happy to be traveling to those road games and have some fun. Yeah. I thought you were going to have a Canadian quarterback there for a little while. But, <laughs> yeah, I, well, you never know. I know we were a little, a little dicey, uh, you know, with our current quarterback, but uh, yeah. you know, he'll be fine. And if not, we've got a great, uh, great young fellow waiting to go. He was, he was, you know, uh, uh, Michael, Michael Riley was throwing the ball the way I did. And when he was, when his elbow was all damaged there, it's kind of same wobbly thing going across, you know, it's, it's quite, I was wincing while watching him. Like I was just like, why are you doing that? Anyway, it was uh, he. He seems to be back and and uh, fit as a fiddle again. So that, I, think, that was, I think yeah, he's going to be just fine. Yeah. Well, listen. Um, everybody wishes you the best, right? I mean, you. You know, I think you're you're painted as a bit of a savior for this thing, and uh, that ought to be uh, you know something to keep you going during the course of the day. But as you said earlier, there are no small expectations too for what you've got here. Understood. Understood. And I'm, I'm going to work hard at it. And uh, again, no quick fixes, but uh, we'll just keep going at it until we, we get it right and get BC Place rocking again and having some good times. All right. Good talking to you. And uh, we'll talk again. Thanks, Kirk. Take care. Amar Doman is the new owner of the British Columbia Alliance. I'm Kirk LaPointe. Thanks a lot for watching. We'll see you again here at BIV Today.